Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. You said movie very fast. I did. That was weird. I was just going to like go through it, but of (laughs) course you have to call me out for it. It's fine. (laughs) Um, And if you want to hear more from the movie girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls, where you can get a bunch of bonus content, including our movie serials, which we just finished recording. So we're, 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 you know, releasing the episodes weekly. um, So you can catch that. And then behind her eyes. Oh yes. Behind (laughs) her eyes. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, And this week we are covering, Catching Fire, the second book in the Hunger Games, or book and movie in the Hunger Games series. Um, I have titled this one, Remember the Real Enemy. I really like that theme. I picked up on that way more this time than the first time I watched it. That's fair. I felt I needed to come to the forefront. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's a lot of foreshadowing, I feel like. Yes, yes. So the book was originally published September 1st, 2009, and it is also written by Suzanne Collins. It has a Goodreads rating of 4.29 out of 5, and it's 391 pages. And the second movie came out in 2013, which is only a year after the first one, so assuming they probably shot them back to back. Probably. You know, or basically. Yeah. Um, it's still PG-13, so it's an action-adventure mystery oh and i don't understand why it's a mystery but that's what it's like i'm guessing as. the like ending of it i guess i don't know i wouldn't i would not peg this as a mystery yeah. book but it's two hours and 26 minutes long um it's directed by a different director than the first movie um he uh francis lawrence is the new director and he actually finishes out the series okay. um but yeah he does the rest of the mocking or he does the two mocking jays he also did i am legend and he's done a crap ton of music videos oh. for like Beyonce, Shakira, Black Eyed Peas, Justin Timberlake, and like the list goes on, which is kind of interesting because that was like his main body of work, right? Which this this seems like a huge undertaking I from mean, a music video. Yes, <laughs> but I feel like, oh, and I don't know which music videos he's done, but like sometimes I feel like music videos are like short movies. They are like they're That's so true. involved, especially like Beyonce's. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> hers was like a whole album full of movies. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, All right, so the IMDb synopsis reads, Katniss Everdeen and Peeta Malark become targets of the Capitol after their victory in the 74th Hunger Games sparks a rebellion in the districts of Pan Am. That was pretty good without, like... Giving, giving too much away. away. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so some interesting facts. Uh, Catching Fire had um, a preliminary hardcover release date of September 8th, um, which was actually moved up to moved up a week in response to requests from retailers, basically saying like, we need it. We need it. But specifically for it to come out before Labor Day and before schools got mm. out or went back so people could really like fully Makes experience sense. it before they had to do like <laughs> schoolwork. <laughs> um it had an initial print of 350,000 copies, um, but by the time February rolled around, so this came out in September, by February, they had already increased it to 750,000 because mm-hmm. the demand was so high. Um, Time Magazine uh, put Catching Fire at number four on the list of top 100 fiction books of 2009. People Magazine rated it the eighth best book of 2009, and it also won the Publishers Weekly 2009 Award for Best Book of the Year. Hmm. So a couple that are like a little bit lower, but I guess Publishers yeah. Weekly thought it deserved the top spot. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, that's interesting that they have those like lists. I'd like to see what books win every year. Well, yeah. And then like, is it a popular vote? Is it a by sales? Like, yeah. I'd be curious. Like, 
how next they pick year it. for on your bookstagram page mm-hmm. you should do some of you should look to see who the top books were for 2001 uh-huh. two, 2001 <laughs> 2021 sorry um and read some of those and see like if you thought that they were as good I yeah know. i mean chances are i probably will have <laughs> or, read or have them. read them <laughs> I'm them. trying to do a mixture of like what I already have and then new releases too. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be love to. It, it's like when the people watch like the movies that are nominated for Best Picture right. just to get a feel of like what the, you so, know. But I'm, I'm interested to know if, like the Oscars, sometimes there's, if they're a little obscure. Like yeah. there some indie movies. So I'm yeah. wondering if that's kind of how the book world I is I feel too. like it would be because like movies, mm-hmm. things blow up or books blow up for different reasons right it's some or it's for popularity some is just because it's like a cult following right. so it'd be kind of interesting to yeah. see so before i talk about the the movie but did you feel like this book or this story was a little similar to like the first and second harry potters in the way of like it was almost the same storyline but like just a <laughs> little different Kind of, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They still get paid, like you know what I, I mean. I think it's become a well. I'm noticing it more. Is like you kind of have to rebuild that like storyline in the second one <laughs> yeah. just to remind everybody, like, hey, this is kind of what right. happened. It's like a previously on, <laughs> right? But it was like I was like this. I feel like I'm watching the same movie, just them grown up a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it has a 90 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is still great, um, but not as great as the first movie. Um, the budget was 130 million, um, and it grossed 856 million dollars wow. worldwide. And it's the only Hunger Games to earn more. Um, then 864 million worldwide, making it the biggest earning of the film franchise. Okay, which is interesting because usually it's the end of the True. end of the series is the is the big one. True. So I don't know. I wonder, and I don't know when the two other ones came out, but I wonder if the hype was like still really, really high after yeah. the first one because it comes out. It came mm-hmm. out within a year, so maybe that's why. Very interesting. Um, so, and it was also the highest grossing film of 2013 in North America. It was the first film to top the annual box office um, with a top build female lead since The Exorcist in 1973. Oh, wow. And the first woman um, as a role, as a protagonist and primary marketing focus since The Sound of Music in 1965. Oh, my gosh. Which is wild to think. Because that's, a, I mean, yeah, you know, it's... If you think about it, though, yeah, I want to think like maybe like Pretty Woman, like that one. But I think I feel like Richard Gere was—that's who was in Pretty Woman, right? Sure. My mom is probably like, oh my god. Um, (laughs) I think it's him. She's gonna call me and be like, no, that wasn't him, or yes, you got it right. She's gonna call (laughs) me right now. Um, Anyways, uh, maybe he was marketed just as much as she was. I don't know. Probably. Well, and I'm sure he was. most of if not at least half of the draw yeah for women to go see this movie yeah so i thought that was very interesting well Um, and not only that but like for her to play a young woman like she's in her teens still so and to be a protagonist and so widely appreciated yeah very interesting also like the exorcist (laughs) (laughs) uh there's a film or there's a scene in the movie um where they're eating raw fish Mm -hmm. um i guess they actually had them eat raw fish to like make it more authentic and jennifer lawrence and the guy who plays finnick hate fish i guess Uh so that it was like a really hard for them to Mm. to get through that scene um on the other side though um uh what's his name 
Josh Hutcherson, who plays Peta, like loves fish, so he was like laughing at them the whole time, which I thought was funny. <laughs> He's like, mm, sushi. <laughs> this is delicious. <laughs> um, and then lastly, uh, you'll think this is interesting and probably sad. Ed Sheeran actually submitted three different songs for the film's soundtrack, and it got they all got turned down. Their loss. Right. But it was funny. So I was finishing up my notes during the credits. So mm-hmm. I that's where most of the soundtrack right. is, you know? And it was very Ed Sheeran-esque. <laughs> So it's like maybe they were just trying to like what save year money. did this movie come out? 2013. Yeah, he was popular then. Yeah, so maybe they didn't want to go that route. Interesting. Listen, he was in Game of Thrones, so I think he's okay. <laughs> so a couple new characters I wanted to talk about. Um, I want to butcher his name. So the the character name is. Plutarch Heavensby? Yeah, Plutarch. Yeah, yeah. is played by the beloved Philip Seymour Hoffman, who, I mean, sadly passed away in 2014. But we just saw him Mm -hmm. in Moneyball. There's our connection from episode to episode. (laughs) Um, And then obviously he won an Oscar for his role in Capote. Um, I loved him in this role. I I thought he was like the perfect balance between like is this guy good yeah. like do we like him i don't know yeah no 100 <laughs> percent. and i like i almost appreciated him more this time around because mm-hmm. i think i was focusing a little bit more on it and having just read the book and saw the movie i was like okay because he really does a good job of bringing that kind of like unsureness about this right. character to life which i really yeah. liked uh next character is bt um played by jeffrey wright who when the movie came out a lot of people probably didn't know exactly who he was. Mm-hmm. The world knows him now as one of the lead roles in the series Westworld. Yes. Um, he's also going to be in the upcoming The Batman as uh, James Gordon. So the new Batman oh. with Robert Pattinson. So we'll see him again. Um, I love him. I he's so like quirky and weird. Yeah. And um, his character in Westworld is so interesting to me. Like, uh, yeah, he's just a very captivating mm-hmm. uh, actor, in my opinion. Well, and he's one of those people you look at him and he seems so unassuming. Totally. And then you're like, what is going on? Then every he opens, character then he he opens his mouth and you're like, wow, you're really interesting. <laughs> right? In every character he yeah. plays. So it'll be interesting to see him play James Gordon because James Gordon's been played so many times in Yeah, Batman. but that character is like so like yeah. important. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so very interesting. So I loved him in this movie. Uh, next character is Finnick. Um, um, Odair is played by Sam Claflin. Claflin? Cla- I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. I'm um, using Peaky Blinders, but he will be playing um, Billy Dune and Daisy Jones and the Six in the series that's You're coming out. You're joking. I am not. Oh my God, <laughs> this is so exciting. So I have not read that. I haven't gotten through that book yet, but now I'm stopping because the series is coming out because we'll cover it. But who's God Billy- forbid you finish a book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rosha. Anyways, that was a bonus book and I just didn't get through it. So okay. <laughs> anyway, so who's Billy Dune? Is he like a main character? Um, I don't want to give too much away. He is a main character. Um, I Everyone needs to make their own opinions about Billy Dune in my opinion. Mm. So. Do you think he's going to do a good job? Like, I, does that does that guy fit the bill? It's hard because like... So I listened to Daisy Jones, so mm-hmm. I have like the the sound in my head. I don't necessarily have a vision of what they mm-hmm. what he looks like in my head. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But regardless, this it's a, is it a movie or is it it's a, a show? Oh, it's a series. The series is going to be but it's incredible. Like- a long series. Like, I think it's, there was like 18 episodes or something. According to IMDb, but. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's enough stuff there to to do that. I I don't, I feel like I haven't seen enough from this actor to Mm -hmm. really know if he's going to be good or not. And it's such a different type of, you know, 
concept than this. Yeah. He was one of those characters, too, where you're like, you're watching Catching Fire, you're like, do I hate this guy? I don't know if I hate this guy. Yeah. Like, is he I nice? mean, he's really good looking. So, yeah. like, there's that. <laughs> uh, last character I wanted to touch on um, is Joanna Mason, who is... Oh, sorry. I didn't really talk about who these people actually were in the, in the film. <laughs> um, let's go back. So, Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman plays the new head gamekeeper. Yes. Or game maker. Game maker. Of, and then um, BD plays a tribute that goes back in, as well as Finnick also does that mm-hmm. as well. Um also, Joanna Mason is another tribute that goes back into the games, um, played by Jenna Maloney. We saw her in um, Into the Wild. Um, she was oh, yes. also in Cold Mountain. Um, Which we will cover. Eventually, yes. And then, um, but the, it's so funny because I was reading through a bunch of like trivia about this movie and different facts. And like literally everyone just talks about the strip scene yeah. that she does in yeah. this. Um, and, and how so many people wanted this role because of that scene. Interesting. Okay. Um, but so funny enough. So I read that, you know, she does, she did get fully naked in this scene, oh. even though you don't see it. All you right. really see is her back because otherwise it would have been a rated R movie, mm-hmm. which they didn't want. Um, but she did get fully naked while they were filming it. And she was like, I thought we were going to film it on like a set, you know, and it was com- in public. Come to find out they did it at an actual hotel elevator. Oh my God. And didn't shut down the hotel. So she said Isn't that, that like indecent exposure. They said, like multiple <laughs> times they'd open it in like a cleaning lady would be oh walking by. <laughs> and I'm like, just shut down the floor. Yeah. Like, so I thought that so, was like, so no funny. pasties. No, like nothing. nothing. She was like, I'm just going to do it. So good for her. Good for her. Um, but yeah, I, again, another one of those characters you're like, do you like her? Do you not like her? Yeah. Should I like her? I don't know. Um, I think I'm still undecided about her. <laughs> yeah. But I really did like um, Jenna Maloney for this role. I yeah. thought she did a really good job yeah. with it. All right. Time for who said it. First quote is, I do think you're mad and I'll still go with you. Hmm. Gail. Yes. <laughs> Gail Next. still, I feel like is just there. <laughs> Leave Gail alone. What are we doing, Gail? <laughs> Next one. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay right here and cause all kinds of trouble. Hmm. Is that Katniss? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Next one. It was a trick, Katniss. A horrible one. But we're the only ones who can be hurt by it. We're the ones in the games, not them. Hamish? Hmm. Peta. Hmm. <laughs> Last one. We had to save you because you're the Mockingjay, Katniss. While you live, the revolution lives. Hamish. Plutarch. Dang. I, I was, in my mind, I was like, I literally watched this movie seven hours ago. How did I not remember that? I'm pretty sure the, one of, two of those are like verbatim in the movie also. Right. <laughs> so. It's fine. I was tired. <laughs> All right. So your options for F. Mary Kill are Finnick, okay. Plutarch, and Joanna. Oh, goodness. All, All right. three are, un, we're unsure if we like uh, or we don't like. Okay. Um... <laughs> Gosh, I, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to marry Finnick because mm-hmm. I do end up liking him and he's hot. Yeah. And he's loyal. He loves yeah. that girl back home. Well, and he carries the old woman on his back. Like Also true. He was so sad. <laughs> um, And then I think I will, oh, I want to kill Plutarch because I mean, I don't know. I don't. The other option I don't think is going to be good for him. (laughs) 
So then I will ride the elevator with uh, Joanna because she's got some confidence, man. I will agree with you. My only possible switch would have been Plutarch and Joanna only because Plutarch seems to have a lot of power. That's true. You know, because he's game maker. So, but other than that, yeah, I'm going to have to go agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... The movie opens up. This remember when I said last time that the first Hunger Games movie is the only series or the only movie that does not open mm-hmm. with Katniss. So this one opens up with Katniss, kind of overlooking. I guess we're led to believe that lake that her and her dad have an attachment to mm-hmm. in the books, um, just outside of District Thirteen. So she's. 12. 12. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> maybe she's in District. Who knows? <laughs> Hard um, to say. Yeah. So she's over the the fence. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just remembered something else that didn't happen in the movie <laughs> as I was saying that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Does it involve the fence? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I got yeah. you. Okay, good. Um, and so Gail walks up and, you know, she, you can tell really, you know, really early on that she's got some PTS going on because yeah. she literally hears like a snap of a branch and like pulls her, her, her bow and arrow back yeah. and poor Gail is like, whoa. <laughs> um, but we come to find out that Gail is now working in the mines basically every single day mm-hmm. um, and that he doesn't really have time to go out with Katniss, you know, hunting like they used to. Uh, something that I thought that they really didn't do a good job of is talking about how Katniss has doesn't need to be hunting anymore. Right. She has a bunch of money now. Like her family is basically set for life at this right. point. Which what yeah, which is not talked about is she's doing this so that she can feed Gail's family, mm-hmm. people around the town, like other people cuz her mom gives food to like her her patients and stuff mm-hmm. like that. She's really just doing it to help everybody else. Right. Well, and Gail like won't take her money. Yeah, he's so. like no, I don't need your money even so though she I goes, do. Yeah, she goes and hunts and then like sneakily takes it to his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Men and their pride. So dumb. <laughs> uh, but we do find out that Gail is like super upset about the whole Peta Katniss thing because, you know, he loves her. And so. Why did you do that with an eye roll? <laughs> he loves her. Let it be. Okay. But like, Gail, you had so much time. Like, it's the typical guy thing of like, I'm not going to make my move until she's unavailable. Like, okay. get out of here. All right. <laughs> Team Peta. <laughs> Um, anyway, so at this point he ends up kissing her and is like, I want to do this, you know, before maybe I don't have another chance here or whatever. I think that kiss comes a little bit later in the book. Like it's not right off the bat. Well, not only that, but like they're much more touchy feely kissy in the movie that compared to the book. Like it only happens a handful of times in the book. Yeah. And like, I think at this point, doesn't he say like, I love you. And she's Mm -hmm. like, slow down, bro. Yeah. She's like, like, hold on. I have like this fake boyfriend that I'm supposed to be with. (laughs) Anyways, so and we see we now see the um, Victor's Village, which we get zero explanation of mm-hmm. what this is. Like it's, I guess it's kind of self-explanatory in the movie. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's like this. What is it? The village of these big giant houses, right? For the Victors, and Hamish has been there by himself the whole time. Right. I think there's like twelve or so houses. Yeah. yeah. And for the longest time, Hamish has been there. Now, both Peta's family and um, Katniss's family live there as well. And so. <laughs> Katniss goes to Hamish's house and it's just a disaster. <laughs> um, and he's drunk. One thing we don't hear about a little bit later in the book is that don't who do they they end up hiring someone to, to be his like maid. They like, do? Yeah, it's like someone's mom. I think they hire 
Gail's or uh, Gail's mom to come oh, and be like yeah, his yeah, maid. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. I was wondering. I was like, why is she here there all the time? And then it clicked. I was like, oh, okay. yeah, she's actually doing work there. <laughs> but we never get that in in yeah. the movie. Another thing to point out um, with the whole Gail thing in the book, they have to pretend that Gail is a cousin oh, of yeah. Katniss's because they're so close and they're always together. Mm-hmm. Aside from you know when he's in the mines and stuff, so they hatch up this plan like oh yeah that's her cousin that's why they're so close not that close to my cousin (laughs) because they're still trying to play up this whole right uh and katniss love story and Mm -hmm. obviously gail you know right is not is like the third wheel (laughs) yeah well and on the opposite end of that we see that katniss and pita are like super cold to each other Mm -hmm. they're like you know even haymitch like is like whoa it's like really cold in here (laughs) I see in here um, because it is awkward because Pete, we know Peta has real feelings for her and would like this to be real. But yep. then Katniss at this point is like, this wasn't real. I did this to stay alive type thing. Uh, but after she leaves Haymitch's house, she goes home and there's a bunch of peacekeepers here that we also get a lot more of what these peacekeepers look like in this movie. Mm-hmm. They're like these like futuristic guys in these like stupid stormtrooper. I was you know, just thinking that <laughs> suits or whatever. So some of them are at her house and they're actually there because president snow is there waiting for her. Cause he wants to talk to her. And he basically goes into this long explanation about how he is afraid of what she did is going to cause an uprising mm-hmm. in the districts. In a nutshell. Basically. Um, He like then like shows her this like he has this like little pop up video screen (laughs) (laughs) and whatnot um, that he like kind of shows her like a flashback of the games and whatnot. Yeah, that was definitely added into the movie to make it like look visually cool because in the book he's just like, I know your secrets. (laughs) Right. Well, and the thing I missed in the movie, though, was in the book, I got such a sense that she was like scared of him when he was like she walks in and she's like Mm -hmm. super like what is this guy doing? Yeah. And like, she talks about how like when she, hu- like he hugs her and like, he smells of like blood and mm-hmm. so- and like flowers or something. And like, I didn't get that in the movie. I thought it was kind of, she was like annoyed that he was there. <laughs> like, why are you like, just a dumb, yeah. like a dumb teenager being mm-hmm. like annoyed, you know? But anyways, um, and he goes on to talk about how, you know, they're going on this victory tour which basically they go to like district to district to like Mm -hmm. flaunt themselves. (laughs) And he's like, you guys need to act like a couple on this tour to not only to convince, you know, the rest of the districts that this was real, but you need to convince me like that. This is real. Mm -hmm. Like try to convince me that you didn't just play us all. Right. And at this point he shows her the video of her and Gail kissing and that's not, he doesn't have, she thinks in the book that he knows. Yeah. She's like, I think there might be cameras around here. Right. But now she, in the movie, she actually gets visual confirmation. Yeah. In the book, I think he just says, um, I know about the kiss or something like yeah. that. So after he leaves, Effie and her team shows up. <laughs> it's so funny because Effie's just like trying to like not be disgusted by <laughs> District 12, but she totally is. Yeah. Um, because they need to get her, you know, camera ready because they're doing this live interview from the Capitol and they end up, I can't exactly remember how it was like set up in the movie or in the book, but it's like they have like Katniss come out of her house and then mm-hmm. Peter come out of his house and then they like slip on the ice and then they kiss. And I was like, I don't think that that's how that was set up in the book. In the book? book? No, I almost don't even think there were cameras. I think it was like a, 
like a, a, a sound thing came on and like yeah. they responded to whoever was like talking to them. Yeah, it was, was very it. strange. Um, one thing they don't mention though is that as a victor, you're supposed to like basically come up with a talent mm-hmm. after you. That's right. <laughs> after you win, um, which I thought was interesting that they didn't add into the book or yeah. into the movie. Yeah, so Peta's talent is obviously artistry. Like mm-hmm. he's a painter now because of how good he does. Um, like camouflage work and all that. Um, <laughs> Katniss apparently does not have a good enough no. talent. Her really only talent is archery and hunting. And like, that's <laughs> not okay. Um, so they pretend that she's into fashion now. And basically Cinna makes all of her garments <laughs> that she supposedly made. And they just show it off as if it's her stuff. Right. Well, and in the movie, they don't talk about that at all. And they actually mention how like Cinna has become this like, very well-known designer mm-hmm. because of, of the game. So they kind of like totally like flipped it yeah. or whatever. So, uh, so now they're on the victory tour and Katniss doesn't want to be there. She ends up like snapping at Effie and you know, Effie gets her feelings hurt. Um, but then Peter comes to talk to her and is like, look, this isn't going to work between us if we like aren't like at least friends right he's like i don't even know what your favorite color is at this point like <laughs> i love that that's like the initial question of everyone right like, what's your favorite color <laughs> you know so or like what's your sign <laughs> but so he tries to like you know reason with her at least and i'm like thank you because she wasn't gonna make that effort <laughs> at all um but he's like you know we'll be able to put on a better act we might be able to convince people if we're actually at least friends mm-hmm. you know So they're headed into District 11 and they're going through this tunnel and they get like a flash of the Mockingjay symbol on like painted in the tunnel Mm -hmm. or whatnot. So and Katniss is like, but but was that, you know what I mean? So and so she's just surprised by it for sure. Yeah. So they get to District 11 and there's like a ton of peacekeepers there. They're not welcomed like they normally are at these districts. And, um... So it's very like, should we be here? Should we not be here? Like, this does not seem safe. So the whole point of being at these districts, one is to show off the tribute or the winners, but also for the tributes to basically thank the families and honor the fallen of the fallen tributes. So it's basically like, I need you to go talk to the parents of the kids you killed to like smooth it over. Right. Because that's going to go well. (laughs) Right. So Effie has like kind of made these like, flashcards for them to, <laughs> to 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 read this speech. Well, PETA goes off script at this point and he decides that he wants to donate one month of their winnings every year, um, which he's not supposed to do. Right. <laughs> you know, but he feels bad, especially for, because this is where Rue and Thresh were. And if it wasn't for them, they would have probably been killed in the game. Correct. Um, it's like, let's just start with the hardest district right, first. Right, let's just get it over with. Um, and so then at this point, in the book, we kind of get this internal struggle of Katniss being like, I don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. And so she lets Peta do it. And then at the very end, she's like, oh, wait, I guess I probably should say something. Considering I was the closest to Rue. Yeah, so she does get up there and she, you know, says some nice, nice things about those two. And after she's done speaking, an elderly man whistles the Mockingjay tune and then throws up the three finger Mm -hmm. sign of solidarity. And immediately when he does that, peacekeepers grab him from the crowd, take him up on stage and they shoot him in the head and kill him. Mm -hmm. So, and like Katniss is like, what in the world just happened? So 
at this point, she still hadn't told anybody about what President Snow had told her Mm -hmm. that, you know, if they don't pull this off, President Snow is going to kill her and probably them as well. Right. So she tells Hamish and PETA and obviously they're pissed. They're like, dude, (laughs) like, let us know these things. Circle of trust here. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but then they end up continuing the tour and they read the speeches exactly as planned. They're basically robots up there, but you can totally tell that the districts aren't buying it. They're like, we like, tell us what you really think. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they know that that's not what it is. And Um, you can see like the districts are really getting like they're on edge basically. mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we then get like in this weird added, not weird, but added scene in the movie of president snow at his house with his granddaughter Mm -hmm. and she's wearing her hair like Katniss. And she's like, he's like, Oh, when did you start wearing your hair like that? And she's like, well, all the girls at school are. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, God, <laughs> great. But yeah, that seems not in the in the book. I do think it's interesting because even in movie one and movie two, they kind of throw these random snow, mm-hmm. present snow scenes that we don't get at all in the in right. the books. Like he's not really talked about besides when he actually interacts with Katniss. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's interesting because it, it like sets the stage for the movies, mm-hmm. I, I, in my opinion. Uh, so now Katniss, they're like kind of getting towards the end of their tour here. And... Katniss is thinking, like, look, he's still not buying this. Like, we should probably just get married. And was she the one that suggested it in yeah. the book? I couldn't remember. And I was like... Yeah. She's like, at this point, if I'm trying to, like, pretend to the point right. where I need to get this guy to believe, I, we might as well do this. Right. So you'd think Peter would be thrilled, but he's not. <laughs> because he, like, he knows fine. she's doing it just to do it. I know. But, like, hey, man. Look, if, like... but. If Drake came to you right now and was like, look, I don't really love you, but I need to marry you to like keep up this appearances. You're not going to huff off and be like, I guess. I'd be like, where's the (laughs) ring? Let's go. Right. Headed to Vegas. Let's go. You know what I mean? Um, So now they show up at this present at the presidential palace party. Um, I loved in the, in the book though, how they talk about all the food. Mm -hmm. They do mention it in the movie, basically how people, eat and eat and eat and then they take something to make themselves throw up so, so they then can they can keep eat eating. and eat and eat we didn't really get much of the food at all yeah. <laughs> in the movie also like i the, the concept of that sounds interesting but i hate throwing oh, up same. so like after throwing up i can't imagine having an eating. appetite to keep no eating. way <laughs> so they end up meeting the new head gamekeeper at this party game maker game maker uh, game the, maker peacekeepers yeah, 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 <laughs> um at this party and then we see President Snow makes a speech. And while he's making this speech, um, he makes eye contact with Katniss mm-hmm. during like this firework display and basically like shakes his head at her and is like, you didn't do it. Like, <laughs> I don't buy it. Right. Like, it didn't work. I forget. Does when they, when Katniss is talking to Plutarch, do they mention like a or show a, a watch at all in the movie? Oh, I don't know. You didn't catch it? No. I couldn't catch it either. It, it's important because it happens in the book for reasons yeah. later, but... Um, I'm, I was sure just, he do- I'm sure he does. Yeah, I, just I was trying to remember if I caught that in the movie or not. I, I had trouble with Easter egg things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now that they're back from the victory tour, Katniss, now, now that she knows that she's in big trouble, that it didn't work, she runs to Gail when she gets home and is basically like, I want to run away. Like, let's go. Let's grab our families. And, like, Gail, 
being annoying he's like do we have to bring pita like you know what i mean i'm like yeah i'll just go like it doesn't matter at this point and but gail's basically like now i'm staying like i need to be here for the family and for Mm -hmm. the district like i'm not going and that's basically as they're seeing these like carloads of peacekeepers coming into district 12 yeah he kind of agrees in the book. Yeah, at that's first. what I thought. Like he did, he does this thing where like his initial instinct says yes, yeah. and then he thinks about it. and He's like, actually, no, I right. can't actually do this. So now there's a bunch of peacekeepers in in District Twelve, and it wasn't as like jarring in the book, but like right off the bat in the movie, these peacekeepers come into town, they raid the town, mm-hmm. and start setting all these fires. I was like, whoa, that escalated super quick. <laughs> in the book, it was kind of like an easy like, yeah. all right, we're going to start implementing new rules and all this stuff. No, in the movie, they start fires right away. And Gail and Katniss kind of walk into this, you know, and Gail sees a peacekeeper about to like beat somebody mm-hmm. and he goes and tackles that person or that peacekeeper and they end up taking him away to the square and they whip him. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason he gets whipped in the book. No. Well, and, and first off, Gail and Katniss don't like head there together. So after Katniss right. talks to Gail about, um, uh, running away, she then goes to Peta and asks Peta, "Hey, will you run away with us?" Yeah. Um. And that's what, like they're walking together and actually end up seeing Gail already in chains and things mm-hmm. like that. The reason he gets caught in the in the book is apparently because he was selling or trading whatever he had for like other food and mm-hmm. things like that, and that's technically illegal because of all of their freaking rules. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why they tie him up. I thought it was more like. Not interesting, but a little bit more impactful the way it happens in the movie. Right. Well, and then Katniss kind of intervenes at, you know, in between the peacekeeper that's whipping Gail and Gail. And in the book, they, she gets like whipped in the face, Mm -hmm. which she does in the movie, but it's just like this tiny little cut. Yeah. (laughs) Like in the book, it's like a whole gash on her face. Well, and they all get like scared because she's supposed to look all like presentable Mm -hmm. and nice. And now she has this giant gash on her face. Yeah. Well, and in the movie, the peacekeeper like pulls a gun on her and then like Kay and Peta come in and it's this whole scene. I did not like that commander man. He was awful. Not very nice. Uh, So... Now they end up taking Gail to Katniss's mom and Prim to help him out. And something that I thought was interesting, they did not really give her mom the credit she was due in the movie. Mm -hmm. In the movie, they were like, basically they make her mom with these like really shaky hands and like Prim comes in and like takes over taking care of Gail in the book. Her mom's kind of like this like badass nurse. Totally. Well, and it's it's stupid that they did that because she is confident. She's been doing this for years. Like Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier, she has patients come to her every single day needing help. So like, yeah, to make her seem like this, like scared woman, yeah, scared weak woman was not okay. Well, (laughs) and then even like to go one step further with that, you know, going back to PETA's talent of drawing in the book, Katniss and PETA like end up writing down and drawing all these like different medications and stuff that her mom has used to treat mm-hmm. all these people to keep, yeah. to keep and everything. So I didn't like that they did that to her mom, but I get like, they wanted to show that Prim is like, you know, growing up and you could like, have done it either way. Like, know. but so, she, so Katniss ends up talking to Prim at this point and Prim is like, 
look, like, don't worry about me and mom. Like, we're okay. Like, let's make sure, like, you're safe. Um, I guess that was in the way of to, like, be like, she's so wise and grown up now. <laughs> I don't know. One thing we also didn't get, and I don't know exactly where this was in the timeline, but I went back and added it. We don't get the wedding dress photo shoot. Oh, yeah. That we got in the book. That's right. So, um, basically, because, you know, President Snow wants them to really amp this up so that they can be distracted by like the uprisings that are happening in the districts. They put together this like fashion show of like six or seven different dresses that Cinna makes for her to kind of make her decision on which dress mm-hmm. she's going to wear to this pretend wedding. Yeah. Well, and then they have like the capital like vote on it yeah. and all it's this It's like stuff. a whole ordeal. No, we didn't get any of that. Uh, and also on the timeline, which I'm not, because ex- I feel like this like, Fast forwards very quickly in the movie. One thing that we didn't get in the movie at all, which I think is very kind of important to the storyline, is at one point Katniss goes into the woods for, you know, she thinks is probably one of her very last times. Mm -hmm. And she runs into some important people. Yeah. So first off, she actually tells Hamish and Peeta that she actually wants to start an uprising, Mm -hmm. which we don't get in the movie. Um, And they're both like... He laughs at her. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, that's funny. Like, not going to happen. Right. Um, And as she's run, you know, kind of running into the woods or whatever, she does. She meets um, up with two people from District 8 who basically tell her, um, we're actually running to District 13. And she's like, that's weird. There is no District 13. Like, the capital basically, you know, ruined it. Well, and the way that they show her that she's not an enemy is by throwing up a Mockingjay symbol. That's right, because she's she's unsure who these people are, so she's like on her defense, and they're like, no, 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 like we're with you, yeah. like. Um, so basically, they tell her that every time the Capitol shows like footage of District Thirteen, they they've noticed that the same Mockingjay happens to be in in the shot, so they've realized it's old footage, and yeah. so they are convinced that there is an underground like district. Uh, in District 13 and people are there. So they're headed that way. And she's like, not sure I believe you, but like, here's a bunch of like food and stuff to Mm -hmm. keep you, you know, uh, afloat essentially until you get to District 13. Um, On her way back from the woods when she sees these two, she actually um, realizes that the fence that she's always passing or passing through to get to the woods is turned on and is actually, you know, active. So she's like, crap, like I can't really go under. I'm going to have to go over. So she finds a tree. She tries to like maneuver her way over the fence through this tree. She ends up falling and hurting herself. She breaks her leg. She breaks her (laughs) leg and, and like has to like hobble home. And everyone's like, what happened to you? Where did you go? And she's like, Oh, it's nothing. I I fell on ice. Yeah, it's fine. Which is an issue because now she still has to like, be presentable right. and all this stuff. And she's just in shambles. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was very interesting that they left out that, especially the whole district 13 mm-hmm. part. If you were going to put in that scene, I don't understand why you wouldn't try to incorporate it somewhere else because yeah. it kind of becomes an important part at the end of the movie. It does. I mean, in the movie district 13 is not even touched on until right. the end. Yeah. So very interesting that that was left out. So, cause the next thing we get in the movie, we get one of these added scenes with president snow And he's basically like, look, I'm ready to, like, just kill all the victors. Like, not just Katniss and and her people, but, like, all of them (laughs) at this point. (laughs) And the new game, um, the game master is like, let's not do that yet. Like, let's wait. But, like, I have an idea. And so he... 
So the whole thing about the quarter quill comes up. Quell. Quell of the <laughs> of the um, Hunger Games, mm-hmm. which is not very well described. Not at all. <laughs> Basically, what I mean, do you want to explain? Yeah, so it it's been 75 years since the like the overthrowing of the government and, you know, the capital as it stands. So in remembrance of, you know, Basically saying, like, we're the capital and you can't really do anything yeah. to mess with us. Um, every 25 years, they have a quarter quell, which is like a elevated version of the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was the first or second quarter quell. They had double the amount of, of tributes going that to. That was the second The second one. Because yeah. that was the one that Hamish, Hamish was That's in. right. And that's another thing we don't get. They actually get to see footage of Hamish's mm-hmm. um, uh, games. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so every 25 years, they kind of up the ante and like do something extra. And that's where we're at this year is another quarter quell. Yeah. So we don't, we don't get any explanation of the first two. Um, and they basically go straight into it about, and also in the book, they talk about how these quarter quells, these new rules, or, you know, the thing to up the ante. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me mad that I can't remember what the first one was. I can't either. I was trying to remember, but I can't. Why can't I remember what it was? That's going <laughs> to drive me nuts. Anyways, um, they talk about how these rules have were written a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. That they are in these little envelopes that no one knows what's in them. Right. Like it's it was already be- decided what the quarter right. claw was going to be. Well, that's a bunch of BS because <laughs> it comes, it, we come to find out that President Snow has announced that for this, the third quarter quell, each tribute, male and female from each district, has to be pulled from the remaining pool of surviving tribute mm. or victors. So do the math, you know, it's between, I mean, Katniss is going yeah. because there's no other female victor and it's either PETA or Hamish. Yeah. I'm going to stop you. So the 25th Hunger Games, the first quarter quell, mm-hmm. basically um, the districts, the citizens themselves had to vote yes. who went in, which was like awful. awful. But it was basically to say like, guess what? We own you. Right. We're going to make you choose who yes. gets to go. That's awful. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being voted in the right. Hunger Games. <laughs> That's the worst. Um, so, so yeah. So now we found out that it's going to be basically the all-star season mm-hmm. of the Hunger Games. Literally. Is, is what it is. Which, like, for viewers, that's super interesting. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, they do it in Big Brother. So. True. <laughs> it's just exactly the same. Um, but anyway, so once he announces his Katniss, like, goes running into the woods, which was fine that they kept that because that does happen in the yeah. book. But like the whole thing in the book is that like she runs out there. She's like freaking out about like herself and well-being. And then at some point you get this like inner click of like, oh, gosh, I need to go worry about these two guys. No kidding. In the movie, it's basically she runs out to the woods. She's crying. And then you kind of see her look up like, oh, <laughs> and then she runs back in. I was like, if you're not going to do the inner dialogue stuff, then yeah. like why keep that? I don't know. That's I fair. just thought it was like a waste of time. But anyway, so she ends up going to see Hamish and she's like, I really just want to drink. And in the book, she actually like gets drunk with him and they come to, you know, they talk about how basically they want to keep, they'd want to try to save PETA. And at Hamish at this point, he's like, you could go into like a hundred hunger games and live forever and you will still not be as good as PETA. Like in terms of like a good person, sure, you know? So they kind of decide that, you know, no matter what happens, you know, if PETA ends up going into the games with her, like Hamish will help 
PETA yeah. live and not her. Yeah. He's like, if she gets picked or if he gets picked, I can volunteer. But mm-hmm. like, let's be honest. If I get picked, he's going to volunteer. Right. And I, have not, I can't do anything about it. Right. So one thing that they didn't add into the movie at all is that once they kind of realize what's happening, they kind of, PETA comes in and he's like, all right. It's happening. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. Like, let's be ready for mm. this. So they, like, in the book, they, like, start training yeah. and studying and, like, get themselves basically physically and mentally prepared. Right. They throw out all the liquor. <laughs> um, but none of that happens in right. in the in the movie at all. So now it's the reaping, which is basically not exciting at all because you know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And- I, love, I love when Effie goes over and, like, there's one name one in the board. She's yeah. like, Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> I do love Effie's um, outfit in this. Mm-hmm. She has like butterflies all over yeah. herself. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So Katniss does get pulled from the bowl because her name is the only one in there. Come And then now it's the guy's turn. They end up picking Hamish's name. And then PETA volunteers as tribute, which at that point, there's nothing that they can do. Right. So it's PETA and Katniss once again. And deja I, vu, anyone? Deja vu. <laughs> and at this, po- at this point, um, everyone in the district throws up their the three fingers for solidarity. And unlike the first Hunger Games, they got time to say goodbye to their family. Mm-hmm. This time, they took them back right away and did yep. not get to say goodbye at They're all. like, we're not even like playing at this point. Like... You're all going to die. <laughs> right. Um, so now they're kind of on the train to the Capitol. And one thing that we don't get to see, which you kind of, you you brushed over very quickly before, we don't get to learn about Hamish's Hunger Games. Right. And what happened because they don't know. And so part of their training that they did in the movie is that they went back and watched all the old Hunger Games, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to watch Hamish's because they thought it was an invasion of privacy. Yeah. Um, but we, it was very interesting because we do get Hamish's story because they watch it on the train. Yeah. So basically, like we said, they had doubled the amount of people in the, the, in that year. Um, so basically, um, Hamish's whole strategy in the games was to essentially go to like the ends of the earth or whatever, the the playing field. Um, And he at one point is like throwing rocks and he realizes like he throws it and it bounces back. So he's like, oh, okay, there's some sort of a force field or something happening that's allowing these to kind of come back. Well, and they mention here that he thinks it's because they the games won't let you kill yourself. So he was like, oh, okay. I can't jump yeah. over this cliff because it'll bring me right <laughs> right, back. Right, right. <laughs> I, that's actually interesting because, like, I wonder, I mean, at some point throughout all these 75 years, somebody must have at least tried to kill themselves. They're like, I don't want to kill anybody else. I'm just going to put myself out of, like, Well, and we see it. You know, we'll get to it in a little bit here, yeah. but we basically see someone sacrifice himself. That's true. That's true. Um, so anyway, so in his games, he does this and then, like, um, basically waits out the death of everybody else at the very end he he and the other i think it was another woman right mm-hmm. um another uh tribute I, go to the end of the um playing field or whatever and he actually ends up throwing an axe into the force field it bounces back and kills the other tribute and that's how he ends up winning um, but yeah we don't get any of that uh don't know why that would have been pretty interesting yeah. to see they could have totally done that in like a flashback yeah, scene I thought it would have been cool. so they're now like at the training facility and Hamish is just trying to tell them, you know, 
not only do you guys need allies because of the games, but a lot of these victors are friends. Like they see each other every year during the games. Mm-hmm. Like they're all buddies right. at this point. So it's like Bachelor Nation it after really they, is. you know, end their season. <laughs> yeah, they all come together. It really is. And so they end up going through, you know, most of the tributes kind of on a TV screen. And this is where we kind of get to meet some of the new tributes. Like there's a brother and sister from District One. Mm-hmm. Um there's kind of like this nerdy people, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the brains people. And we, we kind of find out how other people, use, what their strategy was in, in the games. And this is where we get introduced to Finnick, who was the youngest Hunger Games winner of all time. I think he was 14 mm-hmm. when he won. So, and then we also see that there's this old woman named Meg who ends up volunteering after kind of a younger girl gets picked. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know they don't see her as a threat. Right. <laughs> I guess. Um, she's so, so sweet. I know. So now it's the opening day, you know, parade that we saw in the first movie again, same thing. <laughs> and this is where we really get introduced to Finnick and he, he comes up and he's offering Katniss sugar cubes, mm-hmm. uh, that they feed the horses. I did read that, um, he did eat sugar cubes every time they did this oh wow this thing and that he went through like an entire box of them. that's a lot of sugar <laughs> yeah it's fine he can his body can handle it <laughs> i just um, would i would get like sick after a I while <laughs> so but he ends up kind of almost flirting with katniss at this point and she's like i don't really want anything to do with you um but this is where we also get to see kind of um how they want to be portrayed in this hunger game. So the first hunger games, it was all smiles and Mm -hmm. like, let's play the, you know, play the part this time. Cinna doesn't want them to smile, to do any, to interact with the crowd. Nothing. He basically is like, act like everything is beneath you. Right. And he ends up, you know, hooking them up with these great costumes. Mm -hmm. It's like all black. Um, and, but then when it lights up, it basically makes him look like embers of a fire, which I thought was really cool. Super cool. So, so they go, they do the parade thing, Katniss and, uh, President Snow, you know, have like a stare, stare down. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do? Um, uh, but this is the, this is the famous district seven girl stripping scene. They get into the elevator after, after the parade and this girl walks in and she basically kind of almost like flirts with PETA and is like, how does it feel like to have everybody in the districts wanting to sleep with you? And Katniss like thinks he's, she's talking about her and she's like, no, I'm not talking about you. And she's like, I did love that they did touch on this because she's wearing, so her district 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 seven is lumber. Mm -hmm. So her outfit kind of makes her look like a tree. Literally. And she's like, I hate my stylist. Like, so like original lumber i'm a tree and in the book <laughs> they talk about how because of Cinna's success all these other designers have been trying to incorporate the districts you know yeah. stuff and i think in the book they're like someone like dressed their tributes as like cows <laughs> and it's like doesn't have the same yeah. touch so i thought it was funny that they added that into this scene but anyways so she wants to get out of this awful outfit. And so she basically has PETA unzip her and she gets naked in the elevator. Because why and then not? And walks out. Yeah. And then that was basically their first introduction to Joanna um, in the in the story. So now they're at the training center and everyone is like crazy good. Like everyone. Well, yeah, everyone won. Right. And it's just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, how are we going to win this? And But Katniss kind of goes around and is like, all right, who can I 
befriend here. And she ends up being friends with Beatty, who you're talking about. The nerds. I call them the nerds because I didn't know what to call them. I didn't say it was a bad thing. (laughs) Nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. (laughs) And and then she also goes and talks to Meg, the old, old lady as well. And she's making fishing hooks. And Katniss is like, all right, if you show me how to make a fish hook, like I'll teach you how to how to hunt. Mm-hmm. So Katniss is, you know, kind of trying to teach her how to hunt. And she go Katniss goes into this like virtual reality archery center and basically puts on like the ultimate shooting display. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that half of the tributes want to be her ally. Right. I'm like half. I was like, I felt like everyone should want to do that. <laughs> Another important part of the scene is um, when she's talking to the nerds, uh, they actually point out that uh, near the like game makers, there is a force field. Mm-hmm. They've like put up a barrier, but if you look at a specific spot, you can, you can actually identify, you mm-hmm. can see it. Um, and she's like, that's probably because I shot an arrow at right. all of them last <laughs> Ooh, year, but <laughs> yeah, but it's important to know because it comes into play later. Yes. So they go, they do their assessments, you know, again, like they did in the last movie. Um, and instead of, you know, Katniss going in there and shooting her bow and arrow for the sponsors, they, she ends up seeing this like painting of Rue mm-hmm. and she's like, well, that was a BS move right. to like get into her head. So anyway, she has 10 minutes to kind of put on the show. So she decides to hang up this dummy and writes Seneca Crane's name on it and just kind of mm-hmm. hangs it up and does her bow yeah. and then leaves. As a reminder, Seneca Crane was the game maker in the first book yes. and movie who was essentially made to commit suicide by right. eating um, deadly berries. Right. Um, the difference between this scene in the book and the movie, in the movie you see Rue's painting mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, they must have done this to like trip her up. What we come to find out is in the book, um, that was PETA's actual... Um, thing talent. that he, talent that he did he was kind of saying an f you to them by painting mm, Ruth's face right. but in the book when she goes she notices that something has been scrubbed off of the floor so she doesn't actually see the painting in the book um right. even so she just she still does the same thing yeah. but i think it was a little bit more powerful in the movie having to actually show Ruth's face and like see her get all riled right. up so now we have the Hunger Games interviews that they do before they all go in. And we come to find out that President Snow wants her to wear one of her wedding dresses um, out on stage. And this is where kind of the tide turns a little bit. Because up until this point, you kind of think that these tributes going back in are like kind of okay with it. Mm-hmm. And that they're like, all right, well, this is what it is. This is what we live for, blah, blah, blah. Come to find out all the tributes during their interviews are talking about how they don't want to go into the games and how it's unfair because they've always been told once you win, that's it. You're good. You're right. You're solid for life. So, you know, it's starting to kind of rile up the crowd a little bit and whatnot. Katniss comes out in her wedding dress and it, you know, is beautiful. And then it transforms into this mock Mockingjay dress when Mm -hmm. she twirls, thanks to Cinna, um, to really kind of, you know, another F you to the president right. of like, I can't, not that she wanted to get married, but I'm not, I'm not getting married now because, because we're going you. to do this. Right. 
Well, now Peter really throws down the gauntlet here. So it's his interview. <laughs> He's really good at just like throwing bombshells. <sighs> he is. So he goes up. He talks about how, you know, that him and Katniss actually really did get married mm-hmm. and that they are a married couple going into the games. And not only that, Katniss is also pregnant, which she's not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But which really gets everybody mad because the Capitol loves Katniss. And Mm. now not only are you going to try to kill her, you're going to kill her, you know, baby. So anyways, all the tributes are up on stage together. They hold hands in solidarity. And and then the crowd just is like pissed. Right. So they end up turning off all the lights and cutting the feed at this point. They're like, game's over. (laughs) Yeah. So the hovercraft comes and takes them, you know, out to the games. And right before, you know, they go into that little tube thing. Mm. Hold on. I'm going to stop you there. Uh, Effie actually at this point gives Hamish and Peta a item Mm. because she wants them to like really be a team. So she gives Effie or she gives Hamish a um, bangle, like a gold Mm -hmm. bangle. And she gives um, Peta a medallion, a gold medallion. It's not talked about in the book Mm -hmm. until, until Katniss actually sees these items. But Mm -hmm. in the movie, they make a point to like really point it out. Yes. So now they go, they're just about to launch into the hunger games. And Cinna's there kind of talking to her saying like, I'm still going to bet on you. Like, you can do this. She's in the tube ready to go. And sin is there. And then peacekeepers come in and start beating him up and they take him away. Mm -hmm. Um, presumably because of the wedding dress fiasco. Correct. (laughs) Cause he was basically in on, I mean, he was the reason that was like the biggest Mm -hmm. F you to the Capitol. Right. And to snow. So now they're in the arena and the cornucopia is basically in a, giant in the middle of a giant lake Mm -hmm. and their little podiums that they're on, um, are on, you know, kind of in the lake as well. And so the, um, the time goes on the buzzer, the gong, the whatever (laughs) to say, you know, it's time to start. This time it was only a 10 second countdown. It was very quick (laughs) and it, it wasn't silent like the last movie. Um, but Katniss actually, instead of, you know, running out into the woods, like she did last time, she runs full board to the middle to Mm -hmm. go get her bow and arrow. Come to find out she's there and Finnick is at, at the cornucopia as well. And he actually ends up helping her and kills someone who's about to attack her. And that's where he actually holds up his arm and he has the gold bangle that Hamish was given. Mm -hmm. So she's like, where'd you get that? And he's like, where do you think? (laughs) So we find out that he has now become one of her allies in this game. And then that, then he also decides he wants to help the old lady. (laughs) Meg as well. So they end up getting, Peta gets, you know, kind of into a fight with someone at this point. He ends up killing something. They think that Peta's dead at one point. Peta's all over the place. <laughs> so Peta, Finnick, Meg, and Katniss all get out from the lake and they head into the woods and they're kind of trying to make their way. They, Peta has a machete who's, you know, helping them clear the path. Well, at one point, his machete hits a force field and he gets electrocuted mm-hmm. and we think he's about to die again. Yep. And Finnick actually does CPR on him and brings him back to life. It's so interesting in the movie. They like shoot back to the Capitol and Plutarch's like, can I get like, just like zoom in? Yeah. Cause he's about to die and we want to catch yeah. this. I'm like, are you kidding yeah, me? Get a, can- get a cannon ready. <laughs> yeah. So he, but he ends up coming back to life. And at this point, 
Katniss is like, all right, what the heck, man? I can figure this out. <laughs> like, yeah. these forest fields are coming into play somehow. She ends up climbing up to this giant, this giant tree, and she can see that in the sky, which is the ceiling of this arena, is just a giant force field. So she ends up shooting an arrow up there, see, and it, like, dings off the top of it. Mm-hmm. She realizes they're in a dome. Right. And that she can basically reach the top with her bow and arrow. So now that... Now that they are kind of settled, they're realizing, like, we still haven't found water. Mm-hmm. There's Which no... is a big deal. <laughs> right. Um, but Hamish comes through, sends them a care package with a little spigot that they can basically hammer into the trees and it'll yeah. become a faucet for fresh water. Well, and, like, they open it in the movie, and I get it for timing purposes, and immediately Katniss knows what it is. Yeah. In the book, they're all like, "What? what is this thing? Like, yeah. what is it for? <laughs> and, like, after a while, she's like, oh, it's, I think she calls it a spile. Um, yeah. And she's like, it's for water, duh. And yeah. then they figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> movie, Katniss, and them know are much smarter, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're kind of, sl- they're sleeping. Katniss is still awake, though. And we see this poisonous, or we see this fog come down. Um, and we found, we heard about it in the first movie that this poison fog is an option that mm-hmm. they can, that they can use. So the, the fog rolls down, barely touches Katniss and she starts getting these giant blisters on her hand. Yikes. So she wakes everyone up and is like, we gotta go. And so Meg is on Phoenix back. They're trying to run from this fog and Peta can't stay on his feet to save his life he's so helpless (laughs) i'm sorry and so he ends up getting hurt and and he can't run and finnick is like i can't carry meg and Peta. like i can't do this and so poor meg just sacrifices herself and runs into the fog yep so he can help Peta. i'm like Peta, get it together bro (laughs) so so that was rest in peace meg so that's what i was saying so meg was able to run into the fog and and basically sacrifice herself so yeah I guess. I, think, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a little different, but you know what I mean. Whatever works for the storyline. Right. <laughs> so they get away from the fog and now all of a sudden they're surrounded by these giant baboons, <laughs> which I think they, they're called something different, but they're baboons <laughs> and which are like the meanest monkey in the entire world. Yeah. Like you don't want to be in front of a baboon. I don't know. Monkeys are scary, man. I know. I was in Bali and we went to like this monkey forest mm-hmm. and they tell you before you get in there, like remove any like food items, anything that you have in your bag, bags or anything like that, right? And we did, but uh, my friend had taken like her granola bar out at the last minute and one of the monkeys was like sniffing around her bag. Like I know something was in here and like oh. they're intense. Like they will come, they have, you know how like pigeons sometimes are like aggressive? Yeah. No, no, no. These monkeys are scary. Mm, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks. I'm good. And they like carry weird things, yeah, like diseases. No, thanks. <laughs> So anyways, they end up fighting these baboons, like a fight to the death with these millions of baboons, um, because they're trying to get to the beach at this point. And while they're getting to trying to get to the beach, a different tribute is like hiding in like a tree, like Mm -hmm. camouflage, because we find out, you know, earlier that one of the ways that this group of tribute or these two tributes, one was by hiding the whole time. Right. Great strategy. That's what I would do. <laughs> and so she, I think it's a girl, she jumps mm-hmm. out um, of the tree and fights this baboon away from Katniss and from Peta. From Peta. And she ends up dying yeah. f- for it. And they make some, some comment at this time of like, 
basically she did it to save PETA. She sacrificed herself. Yeah, and they were like, wait, what? Like, why would she save us? Like, it didn't make sense to them. And we see that, you know, the hovercraft... This time we see get to see the hovercraft yep. come and take the bodies away. <laughs> they had more budget this time around. <laughs> right. So they're very confused on why people are starting to like sacrifice themselves for them because that's not the point of this game. Right. So while they're on the beach, they see across the, the beach like basically a landslide happening, which then causes like a giant tidal wave in the beach. And they're like, well, that's new. We haven't <laughs> seen that before. But somebody within those woods ends up dying. So they're on the beach and they end up meeting up with Joanna and what did you call them? Volts and volts and nuts nuts and volts. Nuts and volts. I won't call them the nerds just for your, (laughs) just for your sake. And they're covered in blood. And Joanna ends up talking about how they got hit with raining blood and they thought that it was water. So they were like trying to like drink it and then realize that that's not what it was. And the woman that they're with is like kind of freaking out because She's a little cuckoo. Right. And she just keeps saying, TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> and Joanna's like, get her away from me. I cannot handle it. Like, I would have done the same thing. They come to find out that the arena is a clock. And that every hour, there's a new threat. And it's in that, like, wedge of the clock. Mm-hmm. So that's why when the landslide happened, the baboons went away. And, like, the fog at one point just couldn't go any further. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out what wedge of the clock is. So just they're like, stay away from those right. wedges. They got to figure out times. like essentially to like either be ahead of the the hours or behind. So right. they don't hit wherever the thing hits. <laughs> Which is smart. Which yeah. is smart. So while they're there at the cornucopia, though, in the water, they end up getting attacked by the career pack um of tributes that are still alive. So it's like district one and some other like Mm -hmm. really like strong people. And while they're fighting them, the clock ends up spinning. You, we see the game, the game maker saying like, all right, let's switch it up. And they figured it out. Yeah. They spin the clock. So everyone goes, you know, crazy spinning. Katniss falls into, into the water and it stops. So now they have no idea, you know, what hours threats are going to happen. So now, though, we hear screaming in the woods and Katniss recognizes that it's Prim's voice. So she goes bolting into the woods, which I'm like, we are two years into this and you are bolting into the woods. That is not smart. That is her baby sister. Just saying. Anyway. Just be like, you know, she's not in there. Like, come on. (laughs) So she goes, come to find out it's coming from a Jabberjay, which we were introduced to in the first film of they're basically mimic things. Yeah. Finnick also runs into the, the woods with her and he's hearing, and is it Annie or Anna? And which we come to believe is his girlfriend. It's Anna. Sorry. Yeah. And he's freaking out. Then we hear Gail's voice come to find out. They end up being like stuck in this like force field with Mm -hmm. the screams of their loved ones for an hour, which is just awful. They end up getting out of that. And at this point, Beatty, um, the really smart guy decides that he, he has a plan. He's like, I can, I think we can figure out how to use the lightning that strikes at midnight and noon every, um, every day to electrocute the rest of the tributes. Mm -hmm. He's basically like, I mean, science, we all know how great we are at science. (laughs) Basically like he has this like wire thing 
that he can attach to a spear. He, yeah, so long <laughs> I story know. short, there's, like we said, there's um, a tree that gets hit with lightning at 12 and midnight every single day. So his thought process is tie wire to this tree, extend it out into the beach, and because the, the, um, the, what's the word? The career tributes have mm-hmm. been following them. So they're like, well, now we're at the beach. We'll leave. That's, that'll lead them to the beach. And then we'll set it off. And when the lightning strikes, the wire will essentially electrocute the beach, thus electrocuting the other tributes, knocking them all out. Science. <laughs> you did a very nice job of explaining Thank that. Thank you. Uh, so th- they're like, this is a good plan. So PETA and Katniss are kind of talking on the beach and they're like, all right, well, this plane's going to work. But like after that, we're the only group left. So like we should probably like get some distance from these people. Right. So like let's let them do that plan. But like let's go because we need to like, you know, save ourselves. And at this point, Pete is like, look, I want you to live like I don't have anyone to live for. Like you have your family and Gail like. You live, Katniss. Yeah. I'm like, what about your parents, I know. I was Pita? like, Pita, they have the family business. <laughs> Who's going to make the bread? Like, come on. So at this point, Katniss ends up, she's like, well, you have me, you know? And so she ends up kissing him. And I, I, I bought it. I think it was a real kiss. I think she's finally coming around. I think she is. Because he's very nice. <laughs> he's all right. He's the type of guy we all need in our lives. Sure. <laughs> so I got a little lost at this point. <laughs> It was about, it was almost midnight at this point Mm, when I was, when I was watching this. Um, The plan goes a little awry and I don't know why. So they, they get to the tree and BD is like, okay, I'm going to need the guys to stay with me to keep me safe in case any of the career tributes come by. So Joanna and Katniss, please take the wire like down to the beach and extend it out. As they're doing this, the wire snaps and Katniss is like, oh no, like why did that happen? And basically, she, they realize, oh, there's these career tributes coming up. Mm-hmm. So Joanna devises this plan and, like, knocks her down. And she's like, just stay still. Like, stop moving. Yeah. Just stay there. Um, she cuts her wrist and then takes the blood and smears her neck, Katniss's neck, essentially showing the career tributes, like, she's already dead. Right. Like, you don't need to, like, mess with her. Mm-hmm. She's done. Which is hilarious because if someone dies, a cannon's you supposed to go cannon. off. So, like, yeah. why would they believe that she's dead? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe they missed it. Yeah. So once the career tributes realize, okay, she's possibly dead, they they leave. So Katniss runs back to where Beatty and Finnick and Peter are supposed to be because she's like, crap the wires you know uh broke what are we gonna do now and she sees bd on the floor he got zapped by the force field um because he was trying to do something Mm -hmm. apparently um while she's doing this uh she's like calling for Peta, can't find him and finnick actually ends up uh showing up and she's got her bow and arrow like ready Mm -hmm. she's like ready to you know shoot him and he tells her remember who the en- the real enemy is. That's the theme, man. Which she remembers because Hamish also told her mm-hmm. that. He was like, remember that. Remember who the real enemy is. So she's like, okay, I guess I'll let him live. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and this is like the be-all, end-all scene that I was like, damn, she's smart. Yeah. <laughs> so she somehow realizes that the force field is it needs to come into play here. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's figured it out. With Beatty's help and the fact that, like, she knows something can be done here, she takes the wire that Beatty had, she wraps it around one of her bows, um, and essentially 
or sorry, one of her arrows. <laughs> she takes she wraps it around one of the arrows and she actually takes it and she shoots it at the um, force field at the exact same time that the lightning strikes. What this does is essentially breaks open the takes, force field. Takes it down. Literally just like shatters it. Right. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? <laughs> Which is wild. Um, and basically that, that she, kind of... Well, and she gets blown... Everything. Basically it's blown away in the process. That too. too, but like we're not sure. I mean, she can't die. She's right. the main character. <laughs> well, and that's pretty much how it happens in the book, yeah, right? 100%. So, um, but yeah, so now after all that happens, like I said, she gets blown away. And we see a hovercraft actually come and take her away. And she wakes up and we're like, oh God, the capital's got her, you know? Mm -hmm. And she walks through this like cockpit door basically. And she sees Hamish, Finnick, and the game maker. You're like, Philip Seymour Hoffman, what are you doing here? (laughs) And come to find out, that they've been a part of this the whole time, that their main goal was to make sure to get her out because she is the Mockingjay. She is the catalyst for the uprising and that they need her. Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) She realizes, oh, so that's why everyone's been like helping Helping. and like saving Mm -hmm. and all this stuff because normally everybody would be killing each other. Yep. And so they tell her that they're headed to District 13. And at this point, she's like, District 13? Like what? If you would have added that part from the book, right. you would have been like, she, oh, she would have right. realized, oh, that's why they were going to district. Right. <laughs> you know, but we figure out who's missing from this ship is PETA and Joanna. Mm-hmm. Find, we find out that the capital actually came and got them and that they're with the capital right now. So she's like, I got to go get, we got to go get them. And they're like, no, that's not the plan. <laughs> that's not the plan. <laughs> um, But when she's also, so they end up, don't they like they sedate they her. They sedate her. Yeah. And but when she wakes up, Gail's there with her. And basically she tell he tells her, like, District 12 is no longer. They've eliminated it. They came and dropped firebombs after the games. Like it's not there. But, but don't worry. Don't worry. Your mom and sister are okay. We got them out. And do you remember like the last <laughs> I don't remember which Twilight it was, but when Bella's like almost dead uh-huh. on the table and then her eyes pop up uh-huh. and they're red. Like this was very reminiscent of that because Katniss <laughs> is like on the table and then all of a sudden like her eyes like snap and she's just like pissed. <laughs> and then the movie ends. Yeah. And that's exactly how Twilight ended too, you know? So that's how the second movie ends. Um, but pretty similar to the way the That's book. exactly yeah. how the book ends too. So. Because it's a, such a great cliffhanger. Yeah. So. Do you feel like this movie stayed true to the book? I do. Um, I do think there are key scenes that are taken out specifically about mm-hmm. District 13, um, which I get. It, it creates the it makes the ending of the movie much more like impactful because you're like District 13. Right. What? what? Um, so uh, for that sake, I guess I get I get why they took it out. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think for the most part they do. It's they, it sticks to yeah. the book. So book or movie. <sighs> that that thing happened again where I had written movie down. <laughs> yeah. Because I really liked the movie. The, 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 I struggled a little bit with the book because aside from those main ones that they took out, mm-hmm. I felt like they were, they added, it, like I had a little much, too much of like fluff yeah. for me. It was like dragging on a bit. Um, but now that we've kind of talked through it, I don't know. <laughs> 
So I, I'm going to say, I'm going to pick the book. Mm. But I will say I like this movie more than the first movie, right. I guess. Because yeah. I really liked the all-star season yeah. of The Hunger Games. I like that aspect. Yeah. Um, but I just, I really enjoyed this book a lot. So I'm going with book. I think I'm going to stick with movie. I think, like you said, like it, it was cool to see. And you know how we talked about how the first movie in the Harry Potter series kind of mm-hmm. set the stage and you got to see everything. Yeah. I feel like with this movie, now that we knew kind of what was going on, this movie did that for me. It kind mm-hmm. of visual visualized things yeah. for me a little bit more now that I kind of knew what everyone's backstory was. I don't think we've ever had where I've picked the book and you've picked the movie. I think we have. I don't feel like we have. <laughs> well, I'll have to go back into yeah. my notes and, and find out. Yeah. But yeah, I'll go with movie. All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboviegirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple of levels for you. Our rom-com level gets you our episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen reviews. And then our drama level gets you everything I already mentioned. You get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out in a future episode. And you get access to our bonus content, like our movie serials that we talked about earlier earlier All we you- need to decide what series we're doing next. We, i already know what we're doing what are we doing nine perfect strangers it's coming out on hulu Ooh, yeah i probably should have told you that's <laughs> yeah. what we're doing fine fine um all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls to sign up um i just also want to tell everyone so rosha's dog that you hear sometimes moose he now does this thing where he's so used to us now he knows when we're ending. He'll be laying here for a solid hour. And then when you say, all right, that's, you that's know, it for this yeah, one. Yeah. He pops up. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyways, obviously next week, Mockingjay part one. Um, we will see how this whole saga ends. Well, no, not really. Cause there's not two, really? cause there's two freaking parts. Gotta love the, uh, the film industry for trying to really squeeze as much juice out of these books. Well, I appreciate it. Cause it gives me more time to, to read the book. True. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.